Hello everyone, this is Stella. This is part two of our three-part series on female sexuality. Uh, this is all one conversation, but we split it up into three parts because the call got quite long. So if you haven't listened to the first part that came out last week, have a listen to that and then come back to this one because you're going to need some context. Part three will be out next week. Thank you. Well then, I guess the question then is like, how can we, what are the steps that are necessary in having in not having these um, expectations of women. So I guess, like, I guess in the status quo, although I, I guess is a bit pessimistic of me, but, like, you know, no matter how many times Hillary Clinton runs for president, you know, every time she's, like, getting, like, pretty significant amounts of hate that I think, marginally speaking, is, you know, still... You know, they're pretty much relatively the same, I'd say. Mm. I think people are becoming more accepting of women being successful and having hopes and dreams and such. But one thing that I think we're going to struggle with for a long time is changing the work environment. Because Mm. the way I see it currently, most of the billionaires in this world and the CEOs are aggressive, somewhat hostile, relentless people. And they got where they were because they took some extreme measures. And I think that the way that women have been raised, we've been raised to be extremely polite and self-aware and aware of what everyone else wants and how to not hurt people's feelings. And I think the one way that a woman can rise to the same position as one of the men that I was talking about is to reject all of those feminine qualities. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree with that. And to be honest, I I think... Yeah, I think it's it would be fantastic if most of the people in the world had those feminine qualities, like not all of them, because everyone would be repressed otherwise. But if, you know, the CEOs in this world kind of said please and thank you and weren't sociopaths, that'd be pretty great. I think, well, yeah, I think there needs to be kind of like a duality of like feminine, like feminine, feminine, femininity, femininity, sorry. And masculinity that exists in both males and females, right? I, I don't think these qualities need to be defined as such that they are exclusive to either sex. Mm. Um, I think, like, just like inherently in the name itself, like femininity derives from the word like female. Yeah, I think that you know. So you you never kind of it. It sounds weird to describe like say like feminine male like masculine female and I think there needs to be like some kind of way to reject that expectation that those kinds of dualities don't exist um this is kind of off topic but I just thought relating to the sleeping your way to the top idea if you're going to be objectified in the workplace when you work in I'm I don't know I'm sure it's like specifically common in some industries but anyways if you're going to be objectified in the workplace anyways, and it's going to be harder for you to get to a leadership position, are you technically not by sleeping your way to the top? Are you technically not just saying rather than what can I do for equal right uh, feminism or what can I do to um, stop sexism? What can sexism do for me? Does that make sense? I feel like it's Mm. like turning it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, some, some would argue 
that like they'd use that opportunity to get to the top and then once they're at the top yeah change the leadership yeah it's like it's kind of like you know how some presidents are like oh like we're gonna play the political game first and then once we're there we're gonna change the political game Hmm. yeah that's interesting I think there's like lots of really vehement views on both sides because you know someone could argue that you know if you're in a dire situation, you might as well use whatever assets you have available to you to change the situation. But then others mm-hmm. will probably say that you know your main priority is to maintain your your own self integrity. You know, and I think it was really actually it was quite tragic because this debate happened a lot with um, within like the 80s and 90s when women were trying to gain access into all male schools that were funded by the state. This is I'm using a lot of American examples, and I'm not sure why. But here I go. But there was this one case, um, and I forget which state it was in, but there was this military school that was funded by the state and taxpayers' dollars were going towards it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was for only men. And this woman found out about that and she thought, well, that's a bit bullshit. And she applied, but without putting any, like, uh, pronouns within her application. Um, Mm -hmm. and And she got accepted. And she tried to go to school and it resulted in a four year lawsuit of her trying to gain acceptance to the school, because technically if your money is going to go towards it as you're growing up and paying tax, then you should be able to go to the school. Um, Was this only in the 1980s? Sorry. In like, I think it was in the nineties. It went into the nineties. I I should remember her name. Honestly, I'll look it up while I'm talking, but um, it ended up being the case that she went on Oprah and um, she kind of got attacked by um, some people that would call themselves feminists because she ended up getting stalked and harassed when throughout the lawsuit. And then when she finally got access to the school, she um, could only take it for like a week and then left because she was being bullied so badly. And um, she got harassed because the feminists or some feminists were saying that you're like, oh, you're representing us badly. You're the one woman that fought for this thing. You represent the cause and you didn't even stick to it. Like, and you don't deserve to be one of us. And I just think that like, I don't know, we've been defining ourselves and trying to maintain integrity this entire time. And we forget what's actually good for the cause or the quote unquote cause, which is kind of what you were talking about, Sophia. Well, I think on a least extreme, like, I think, yeah, I think the example is like a bit extreme, but you know, in a more realistic world, like um, hypothetically, if there were uh, two schools on the North Shore, one was an all-male school and one was an all-female school, and hypothetically, the male school was better than the female school in terms of <laughs> academics. But this is purely <laughs> hypothetical, right? <laughs> Just a thought experiment. Then, yeah. And then, um, you know, both of these schools are public schools and they're funded by taxpayer money. Then is it in the right of, you know, a New Zealand citizen to want to go to the male school because their taxpayer money is going to that? I do wonder why this hypothetical school does better. (laughs) (laughs) I think the, the case to be made by the random citizen that wants to go to the hypothetical public school for boys uh, would probably be that the boys are just studying harder and so that's why they're doing better and the girls just have to try harder which is obviously hypothetically not people might say yeah the boys are just smarter 
<laughs> but I think yeah. So for the for the girl wanting to attend the boys' school, wouldn't it kind of be in the same the same kind of you'd they'd have the same reasons as the woman in your example, Stella, of wanting to go to a better school that she paid her tax money towards. Hmm. I feel like there's a difference between high school and university, though. You know, because I feel like it's adults paying for their own education, or not really paying for their own education, but like they are applying to a specific school for a specific set of classes that they want to take to be able to have a career. And so there's more autonomy involved in that. And I also feel like universities are a lot more specialized because if it's any old high school, then there probably wouldn't have been a court case. But since there are fewer universities and high schools and it's a matter of moving town if you wanted to go to a different university. It's a little bit more serious than that. Just, um, I just found out her name was Shannon Faulkner um, and the school was called the Citadel. So it's, it was a really interesting case, but like really sad. Mm. I think then, the, so you're essentially saying that the marginal difference then is just that university is a bit more important. Uh, uh, more important than high school I guess then Mm. then yeah you just kind of say the consequences wouldn't be a four-year lawsuit right but then no matter what the consequences like on a purely theoretical point of view is that still a valid thing for them to do I mean I think the hypothetical um like single sex schools are single sex for a reason because people like parents like having the option to send their children to a single sex school. Mm. But yeah. But when it, yeah, I think when it comes to university, it's a different ball game because, you know, there is no real reason for the sexes to be separated anymore. I think there's this ideology in high school that kids are going to be, you know, wreaking havoc with puberty and like, got hormones coursing through their veins and they're all going to be extremely distracted by each other but at the point that you're going to university it's you're adults and you should be able to control yourself and so there is no real advantage to the school being single sex except for creating an extremely toxic atmosphere yeah I know there's been studies done on the performance of both genders at single sex schools in high school but I haven't heard anything about single-sex universities obviously because that's not very prominent Mm. well I don't know I have my own perspectives on single-sex schools what are they I honestly I don't know I feel like the point about like hormones raging and stuff is kind of moot because if hormones rage nobody's going to stop them from raging even if you put Mm. them in a single-sex school they're going to do whatever they want to have the desires of the hormones reached you know like I think just putting them in a single sex school isn't necessarily going to help with that and I think more importantly it's like I think you kind of put them in like there's kind of like an echo chamber um of I think I think it's particularly important because it during like high school because it's like a time of like growing up and like identity and stuff Mm. and like if you know, you're kind of con- mostly surrounded by people of the same sex who'd kind of been brought up in the same way, traditionally, 
like based on you know um the generation before you's kind of um ideals on what the gender's behavior should be then that would continue if you go into high school um and i think high school kids like should be exposed to the different kinds to the to the spectrum of personalities that exist in between males and females i think there is definitely going to be a wider spectrum i I think i don't think you can deny that because you know are are our parents boomers i think mine ours. i think wait are they are they boomers or gen x like yeah boomers the way that boomers and gen x would like bring up like raise us would lead us to have like particular personality traits um that are you know specifically related to gender stereotypes Mm. so i think it's yeah i I personally think it's more harmful if you know you're always seeing that same kind of upbringing around you in high school interesting i don't know i've never ever gone to a single sex school but my perspective is that neither if you have people from the opposite sex or gender as your peers then you are more likely to be able to empathize with them at the time and also in later in life because I think and especially in primary school going into middle school and then going into high school because you will have known these kids before they'd gone through puberty and you just see them as a friend and then by the time that one might sexualize the other you've come to know them as a person already yeah I think more like a, a, a kind of like a realistic example i suppose is like for example um when the school administration is choosing leadership roles right i think undeniably you're going to get some kind of like the male who's reached a high leadership position has like masculine properties that are favored by society like they're dominant they're confident etc and then the female has like feminine properties the, the female who's risen to that leadership role picked by the school administration has feminine properties like being really polite really smiley really kind of like um what's like what's like the word for like being like a good host hospitable. you know that kind of vibe yeah hosp- ho- hospitable. yeah non-confrontational yeah. yeah so i think um you know when you're as someone in a high school when you're seeing that although they're like these traits are associated with like these um respective sexes um you can still see that someone who is masculine is still able to be in like a leadership role in like this kind of way um whereas i think like if you go to like an all-girls school and like the people who are in leadership positions kind of all have that kind of feminine trait you're kind of like I guess this is the only way for me as a female to reach that kind of status. Um, that's just how I feel like it would play out in like a high school as mine. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Well, what do you? I personally do? don't see because I go to an all-girls school. I personally yeah, don't see yeah. any huge differences um, mm. between all. Though it was only like primarily primary education obviously I don't see any huge differences between having gone to co-ed and single sex schools Mm. um I still have plenty of male friends outside of school and I just think it keeps things 
not to give in to the stereotypes, but I think it keeps the distraction away Mm. that school's purely a place for, I mean, I guess that that's not exclusive to single sex schools or co-ed schools, but um, more of a place for education than any kind of social thing. But I guess that's, that's more of my own personal philosophy than, you know, the genders of the people at that school. Mm. Do you feel like girls might see each other differently in a single sex school versus co-ed schools? Um, I don't know. It depends how you want to see girls and their intentions. I guess some people might say that girls are friendlier to each other because there's less like they don't view each other as competition, but I don't, I don't know. I've never been to um, a co-ed high school and I assume that's not how girls behave towards each other in a co-ed school anyways. Yeah. I feel like for me going to like a college school and being able to be in like a friend group, which has both males and females. I feel like for me, the experiences that I'm able to see like more clearly because they're like right next to each other, the differences in like the characteristics between the genders like today, like I feel like, you know, the males in my friend group have a, collectively have kind of like very different personality traits than the females in my friend group even though we're in the same friend group and I think having them closer to like you know being in the same space makes me be able to draw like clearer comparisons to each other and I think that's useful because it you know makes it it makes me more aware of at least the kind of like upbringing that has caused these differences that has resulted in you know as as 18 year olds now that's really interesting but I feel like that kind of like the logic that you'd only get that benefit from going to a co-ed school is kind of contingent on the fact that you won't have any exposure to like male female friend groups outside of school or in general right like I feel like I can see the same thing in yeah yeah outside of school yeah but yeah I guess it kind of just depends how much like, I think it would be a different story if people that went to uh, single-sex schools were completely isolated from the other gender. Hello, everyone. This is Stella. Uh, here marks the end of episode two of the three-part series on female sexuality that we did. Part three will be coming out next week, so stay tuned for that if you want to hear the end of the conversation. Thanks. <laughs>